Hi, I'm Mike Pickles, and you're listening to the Daily Deal Podcast. We hear about inspirational stories from folks like you and I. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Pickles Podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Pickles. Now, today's guest is the president and founder of Yoga Fit Training Systems, Inc., who has trained over 75,000 fitness instructors. That's impressive. Please welcome Beth Shaw. Hi, Beth. Hey, how are you? Fantastic. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. You're most welcome, and thank you. And where am I speaking to you from? Where are you at, Beth? I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh, Fort Lauderdale. Okay, awesome. So I assume the weather's nice this time of year? Yes. All right, let's get started. Now, obviously, you have a passion for yoga. Would you mind telling us how did this all start? Like where this journey come from? Well, I taught myself how to do uh, yoga and guided meditation when I was six years old because I suffered from horrible migraine headaches. And I grew up in a family that let's just say they were not that invested in what was going on with me. So I've been doing meditation and yoga since childhood. Um, I've been working out in the gym since age 15. And when I was in college, after working out, I was stretching one day and I just got a message from the universe that I would be very successful in the health and fitness industry. Okay. And when you said you started when you were young, was that like videos you're watching or magazines? No, I, books? I, I was, I was self-taught. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Yeah. So you just decided one day, this is something I need to do? Well, I, it just kind of spontaneously came to me as a way to cure my migraine headaches. Okay. And obviously, I assume that's working now? Uh, well, I don't have migraines anymore, so I guess it's <laughs> That's fantastic. So um, now, I, I think I read yesterday, or maybe it was the day before, but about or approximately 300 million people practice yoga worldwide. You could tell me if that's correct or not, but yeah, that, that is that is correct. Actually, we've trained almost a million people worldwide. I, I'm not sure you might have gotten an old bio, but um, oh. we, we've trained a lot of people, uh, everything from mental health professionals to attorneys to just average people who want to take care of their back. Okay. And why do you, so over 300 million people worldwide, like, why do you think that's, like, why? Why are people uh, zooming in or focusing on uh, yoga, do you think, in your mind, in your opinion? Well, a couple of different things, Mike. One, uh, no equipment necessary. So you can do it anywhere from a boat to a jail cell. Uh, two, it is really one of the only activities that works the mind and the body simultaneously. Uh, it's the only thing that releases GABA naturally in the brain, which calms us down and makes us feel good. Um, and it's a great way to relieve stress and tension. And we all know we're living in a very stressful world right now. Yeah, that that's true. Unfortunately, you're so true with that. Now, I've also read that India is the father of yoga. Is that true? That is correct. Uh, yoga originated in India uh, about 6,000 years ago in the Ganges River Basin. Okay. And have you visited there by chance? I have. Yoga Fit actually brings people to India on spiritual pilgrimage and retreat every year to the birthplace of yoga. That's excellent. Could you mind telling us a little bit more about those retreats or what you did or what you saw, what you experienced maybe? Um, yeah, we bring people and they get to uh, do everything from meditation to Ayurvedic cleansing, uh, to visit sacred sites, uh, go hiking, 
wisdom information, visiting different ashrams, and just really experiencing all that India has to offer. We also bring everyone to the Taj Mahal. Wow. Now I can see our listeners can't see, but I can see in the background here that you're very Zen-like. You're set up in the background. Is that part of your yoga, like the atmosphere? Uh, for me, having a calm, serene environment is very good because as an entrepreneur and business owner, I've got a pretty chaotic mind. So I find that having a, an external environment of, of peace and calm and, you know, music playing all the time that's calming and a lot of Buddhas in my home. And um, yeah, I, I find that that is very helpful uh, it, for me just to manage my own mental health and mood. Fair enough. Now for the listeners out there, what would you say those that are just starting into yoga or beginners at yoga, what would you suggest that they have in their space that would help? Um, a, well, beginners, probably a block, a strap, a yoga mat, uh, and, and really approaching it with an open, curious mind, not judging themselves, not cursing those muscles that are not flexible and just try to enjoy being in your body and know that tight spots are just opportunities for space. So whether you're doing a 10 minute practice or an hour and a half, um, just focus on breathing at yoga fit. We teach people really how to move with the breath to be in their bodies. Our mantra is breathing, feeling, listening to your body, letting go of judgment, competition, and expectation and being present in the moment and to be present for your body really is a gift because then you start to make healthier choices all the way around. Nice. Now let's let's talk a little bit about yoga fit. Do you have studios like worldwide or what's it look like your setup? A yoga fit is an education company. We do online trainings, we do corporate wellness, uh, we host conferences around uh, the country. And in fact, we're doing a big conference in Palm Springs right after the new year. And we have over 250 different educational programs, everything from yoga for addiction to many mental health programs, to sports programs, to back and core. And, um, you know, we really have something for everyone. So Beth, if somebody there is listening right now and wants to be a part of your programs, how can they get a hold of you? How can they reach you? Uh, they can go to yogafit.com and uh, they can also use the code healthy23 if they want to save 15%. Uh, if they want to learn about me personally, they can find me on Instagram at Beth Shaw Health or on my website, bethshaw.com. Bethshaw.com. Okay. Now, I think you're author also, right? You've written many books. I think four best-selling books, maybe five by now. Is that correct? I've written four books. I'm working on my fifth, but that's a slow go. Okay. What's the fifth one about? The fifth that one sounds is exciting. About, yeah, the fifth one is about anti-aging and longevity. Okay. And how'd you come across that? Just your journey in yoga, just life? Well, just my own personal journey um, of doing different biohacking things, embarking on different nutritional programs, supplements, um, lifestyle choices, much like my book, Yoga Lean, which really went into how to create a healthy lifestyle based upon yoga and Ayurveda. Uh, my next book will be about longevity and anti-aging and really working on increasing one's health span, which of course is different than our lifespan. 
those biohacks you mentioned, that sounds interesting. What's, what's that all about? Can you explain? Uh, yeah, sure. Red light therapy, uh, oxygen chambers, uh, using different lasers. Um, there's, there's many different, uh, biohacking technology and I'll go into that in the book as well. Fantastic. Now I know you've spoken cause you're a speaker as well. You've, you've spoken at universities, uh, conferences, uh, with corporations, what are some of your favorite places or people to speak with as far as yoga? I really like to work with business owners and entrepreneurs because being one myself, I know that there's a temptation not to give ourselves as much time as we need for our physical bodies and to kind of live in our heads. And so I like working with business owners because I, I like to say your health is your most valuable asset always. And I think oftentimes entrepreneurs, business owners, busy professionals forget how important their health truly is. And when we have a health crisis, you know, everything else gets put on the back burner. Uh, so in order to avoid that, just taking time every day to focus on your physical body, uh, eating properly and exercising, stress management techniques like yoga, go a very long way in uh, just improving one's life quality in general. Now, I know um, some reading I've been doing, I've been hearing you speaking here this morning, that you have, you you seem to me have a deep understanding of uh, one's psychological, physiological, if you want, even emotional changes in the body as far as yoga or how it can help or benefit. So how did you, like, you have a background in that field or is this something that you just learned over the years through experience? Uh, a little of both. I, I've been studying psychology uh, since high school, and I've had a host of mental health issues myself, including um, a lifelong struggle with situational depression and uh, horrible PMS. So in, in learning to manage my own mood and working with thousands of people around the globe in, in all different cultures, uh, I'm fairly adept at helping people work on their mental health, just, you know, because I've had to work on mine. Okay. Now, as far as yoga is again, like, have you noticed like, uh, through your training, your experiences, you're writing your books, your conferences, all the training you do, has anything surprised you? Like you went out there, you did a session, for example, or a conference and you're like, oh my goodness, that that's a surprise. Any surprises out in the yoga world? Um, well, not really surprised us in the yoga world, but you know, I run these online weight management groups called yoga lean, and they're usually eight weeks at a time. And I am always, um, surprised at, you know, some people will just like pick up one of my books. I had a gentleman who picked up my yoga lean book and on his own lost 80 pounds in a year. Wow. And then I also, uh, what surprises me sometimes, I'm a member of a lot of different business professional organizations uh, with business owners. And I think what surprises me, not in a good way, is to see how many female business owners in particular, because I'm around a lot of them, uh, really don't take care of their health and, and don't make it a priority and eat pizza for breakfast and you know, drink too much alcohol. And, and that, that surprises me not in a good way. And then I'll see someone like Tom who lost 80 pounds on his own using my book. And that surprises me in a good way. So, so they're good surprises and they're challenging surprises, much like life. Yeah, exactly. Much like 
like life. Now, for me, the, the big benefits that jump out from yoga is obviously flexibility, muscle tone or strength, as well as uh, improved like breathing uh, or balance. What are some other benefits? Maybe you're like, well, Mike, you're missing out on these ones as well. What else is out there when you practice yoga? Uh, a regulation of insulin levels. Uh, most people will have lower blood pressure when they have a regular yoga practice, improved mood, more body awareness, more cognition, more intuition, both with themselves and with others. And also just a, a general feeling of being connected to everyone on the planet um, and realizing that we're all part of this beautiful tapestry here on planet Earth. Now, yoga has obviously changed, transformed over the years. Like you can get, uh, was it hot yoga, uh, yoga, goat yoga, whatever they call it. What are some other types of yoga out there? And do you, and do you support that? Or do you feel that let's just stick to this straight, you know, regular yoga? What's your, what's your opinion on that? I think that anytime people can find a specific practice that works for them, it's a, it's a good thing. So if it's a gimmick like goat yoga and, you know, you're into that you should do it. I, I think we need to encourage in our society people to move their bodies in a way that's safe. We, we focus a lot on safety at Yoga Fit, but also, you know, anytime people feel that they have found a sport or an activity that, that is, speaks to them, that they're passionate about, that they want to return to, that's really good news. Yeah, that's a good answer. And I know you do a lot of uh, healing trauma as well with yoga, or I think you called it going from surviving to thriving with mind-body techniques, I think you called it. Yeah. Yeah. How did, how did that come about or how's that working? Again, that was uh, based just upon my own life experiences. And it's a book that I wrote, Healing Trauma with Yoga. Uh, we have a program at Yoga Fit called the Warriors Program, and it started as it was written by one of our trainers who is a Lieutenant Military Army Colonel. And uh, we started with a lot of veterans and first responders, but now the program is so popular, it's become, uh, we've expanded it to 200 hours of training. And we're seeing a lot of mental health professionals, a lot of people who have had childhood trauma or life trauma, or a lot of people, Mike, that were just really traumatized by the past three and a half years who need some relief. Yeah, you're so right about that. Now, I know you've also done a lot of or quite a few tele uh, television appearances. What were sort of some of your favorites that you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm on this station? <laughs> um, well, I think probably being on the Donnie Deutsch show and being able to go on as an entrepreneur and talk about my business was, uh, it was called The Big Idea, that show. Um, that was exciting for me because when I go to do a, a corporate wellness talk or a seminar at a conference, I usually like to have people do some yoga and then I will do the lecture because I, I feel like people will become more receptive to it. And they're also more open to whatever information I'm going to share with them. Again, I think as a society, we spend far too much time sitting. So to, to give people a little taste of deep breathing and movement, um, those are always really fun for me. I love doing that, whether it's small groups or large groups. Now, I know probably the next answer to this question, it depends. You're going to say it depends, but... Typically, how long should a yoga, uh, a yoga, excuse me, session be? 
Uh, it can be really anywhere from 25 minutes to an hour, depending upon how much time people have. You know, I go to the gym probably five days a week, and I always end my workout with at least 10 or 15 minutes of yoga, just to stretch out the muscles I made strong and to bring more balance to my body. Because, you know, we want to have strong bodies. We want to avoid sarcopenia, which is muscle wasting, which starts to happen after age 30. But, you know, the problem is if you're doing too much strength training, you're going to become very tight. So we want to be like bamboo, strong and flexible. Wow. Do you sometimes see out there um, books or training sessions, uh, videos that you're like, wow, that's that's not really yoga and they're ruining the profession? Are there some sort of, you know, mock-offs? Yeah, I, I see a lot of that. Um, and again, at Yoga Fit, we really focus on safety. All of our trainings, whether virtual or in-person, are live with a, a trained professional. And I think like, like anything else, having a guide, a teacher is very helpful uh, for people, especially if they're first starting out. Yeah, and I'm sure when you first started out, and even now along the way, you've had a few uh, instructors or mentors. Who would some of those mentors be that stand out to you, that helped you along the way? Well, Mike, my, my first teacher, my first official teacher in my early 20s was a woman named Renee Taylor. She was in her 90s at that time, and she had uh, cured herself of cancer in the uh, 1970s by going to Rishikesh, India, where we bring groups now, adopting a vegetarian diet, taking up uh, meditation, yoga, Ayurveda. And she was my first teacher and definitely an inspiration. Wow. Vegetarian diet. Is that what you're on now or? No, I, I, I've been vegetarian at times in my life. I am, I am not a vegetarian now. Okay. I, uh, try just to follow a mixed, uh, slightly protein centric diet. Okay. Now, over the years, what, what I guess what I'm getting at is the changes because you've been doing yoga for a long time. What are some of the yeah? What are some of the changes that you've seen or, or evolution of yoga? Let's say even for the better, but even for the worse. What have you noticed that really, really stands out that's changed dramatically? Well, I think the uh, popularity of yoga studios. You know, probably 20 years ago there were not that many studios, and now there's studios everywhere. Uh, so it, it has definitely gained in popularity. It's not a, it's not a fad. It's not a trend. It's something that is here to stay. And I believe as the world continues to get crazier and more chaotic, we're going to see more and more yoga. I mean, I really think everyone should be doing yoga. I also know this is off track, but not really. You're, I think you are anyway, an uh, animal rights activist. I am. Yes. That's fantastic. Thank you for doing that. How did that start? Was that part of the whole, you know, part of yoga, the Zen like, or how'd that happen? Well, I think the more we become sensitive and aware as humans, um, the more we recognize that there are certain groups uh, on the planet, be it people or animal that are rather disenfranchised, that don't have a voice, uh, that are being mistreated sometimes for profit, like puppy mills and breeders. And I just, uh, I have a soft spot for animals. I have a rescue dog that I've had for 11 and a half years. I've done a lot of work when I was living in Los Angeles with mandatory spay and neuter. And uh, that's also something I'm very passionate about, banning the sale of puppies, 
getting rid of uh, puppy mills. And I just think that truly conscious people should adopt animals and not purchase them. Yeah, yeah, we have two. We call them here Northern Specials here in uh, Northern Canada that we we also got in the same sort of situation as you did. So in a nutshell now, uh, especially for the new people that are listening, but could also be people that have been practicing yoga for a while now. What are some sort of uh, takeaways you'd like to tell people about yoga? Um, well, again, that yoga can be done anywhere, that you can take five minutes every hour when you're sitting at your desk and do some chest expansions, some deep breathing, get up, do a couple of chair flows and, and really re-energize and reactivate your body. And you will feel immediately better. And you can even just do some deep breathing and that will help you. In fact, there's a great breathing technique where you make your exhalation twice as long as your inhalation. And it induces the parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest. And most of the time we're in fight or flight. So anytime you can shift up your nervous system, you're doing yourself a huge service. Now, you mentioned earlier that you had some severe issues with migraines as well as uh, situational depression, you called it. Um, right now, I'm looking at you and I've seen some pictures and videos and interviews of you online before this podcast, and you seem very balanced, extremely balanced. So are you happy so far with your journey or do you feel like there's still work to do compared hey. to where you came from? You know, I'm, I am happy with my journey, Mike. Um, I was taking uh, pharmaceutical antidepressants on and off for years. I'm currently not on anything. And that to me is a big deal uh, because, and I, it's, it's not the same in Canada as it is in the US, but I think that Americans are on an average of like nine pills per person. And um it, it's a it's a big problem uh, that we're really just relying on external sources to create balance, balanced mood, balanced body, balanced mind. Um, and, you know, don't get me wrong. I think that certain uh, pills do do have their purpose, but uh, I don't think that they should be the first go to. And I think that, in my experience having to deal with yourself as yourself without extraneous uh, substances, uh, medications, whatever, really gives you a good way to strengthen your, I like to call it the unification muscle, which is the, the coming together of the body, the mind, and the spirit, but also the recognition that we are not just our bodies, and we are certainly not our, just our minds, uh, and we are all truly connected to spirit. Yeah, I watched a movie last week on Netflix. It was something, I forget the name of it. I'm sorry, I forget the name of the movie, but something- Is that the one about the pharmaceuticals and the woman who was selling? Yeah, I just watched that last night, as a matter of fact. Yeah, so when you mentioned that, I was like, oh my goodness, that brought it back to light. How yeah. the pharma, Canada as well, the pharmaceutical companies um, seem to don't want to heal us. They just want to no, keep they, you- they, they don't. They want to keep you hooked in their system. Obviously, we both saw that movie, which was so good. Now, I, I forgot the name of it already, but um, it, you know, it's a big profit machine, not just for the pharmaceutical companies, but also the doctors that are prescribing everything. And I, I don't like to be part of a racket. Um, in, in the U.S., the whole healthcare system's a racket. The insurance companies are a racket. The pharmaceutical companies definitely a racket. 
So if we can do the due diligence that we all can do things to YouTube University and learn natural ways to help keep ourselves in check physically, mentally, emotionally, um, then we're really doing ourselves a service. Yeah, uh, it was called Pain Hustlers. Yes, it was so good. I just thought about it now. And there's a few more out there that are similar. So I love, love, love when people like you come on and say that they're doing meditation and they're eating and they're exercising and yoga and money, um, body, mind, spirit, that whole balance things as opposed to just consuming these. Well, you know what they are. They just keep us addicted to it. So congratulations for that. Thank you. And, you know, one of the things that they don't tell you um, is that a lot of antidepressants really mess with your microbiome also. You know, five years ago, no one knew what a microbiome was. And in fact, this online weight management group I'm running uh, this time of, of the year, we're focusing on our microbiomes. And antidepressants really mess up your gut. Um, and the, everything has a side effect. You know, I had a finance professor in college tell me there is no such thing as a free lunch. And she was absolutely right. There's a cost to pay for everything. Uh, I know in Canada, you're so very fortunate to have psilocybin legal where you can just order mushroom pills. And those have been proven to be 60% effective against depression, whereas standard pharmaceuticals I think it are around 10 to 20%. So again, you're, you're fortunate to be in Canada where you have access to alternative supplements, I'm gonna call them that, that are natural and have been with us since the beginning of time. In fact, on my podcast, Make America Healthy, I just had two uh, guys from the mushroom industry that I met when I was presenting at PsychCon in Denver last month. And they were really talking about not just psychedelic mushrooms, but the benefits of so many different mushrooms for brain health, for gut health, for skin, for cognition, like lion's mane. So again, there, there are alternatives out there, especially when it comes to plant medicine. And I would really encourage anyone who like myself has been struggling with mental health issues to do your due diligence and, and look at as many different options as, as you can. I'm glad you brought that up. One podcast I listened to was uh, Joe Rogan because he talks a lot about these alternative supplements, some of some that you just mentioned. Yeah, uh, I'm a huge fan of plant medicine. I've done uh, different modalities and it's been life-changing for me. And it's one of the reasons actually, Mike, why I'm off antidepressants because I was preparing to go do an ayahuasca retreat in Costa Rica in March. And so I had to, to stop taking uh, anything that might get in the way of my plant medicine journey. Wow. Did you go on that retreat or you're about to? I missed that. No, I went on it in March. It's my second ayahuasca retreat. Um, and it was very profound. But again, you, you know, if you're preparing to do ayahuasca, which is a fairly intense plant medicine, you have to you have to get off your pills. You have to, for two weeks before, no alcohol, no cannabis, no red meat, no coffee. So it, it you know, you have to prep your body, uh, much like if you were an athlete and you were preparing to run a marathon. Wow. We don't have time for today's podcast, but I'd love to hear more about that experience. Well, I am happy to come back and talk just about plant medicine and bring yeah. a couple of plant medicine friends with me. <laughs> that must've been enlightening. 
Yeah. It, you know what, when you take the leap and jump off a cliff and, and take something and you don't know how you're going to respond to it or what's going to happen, um, it helps you deal with your own fears. And it, it has been very enlightening for me. I've had everything from past life regressions to, you know, what felt like 10 years of therapy in one night. So I would, I, I would highly advocate for it again in a controlled, safe setting. Was there anything, we don't have to go in detail here, but was there anything about that that you were scared or fearful or not at all? Um, I think probably the first time I did ayahuasca, I was nervous uh, mm. because, you, you know, you don't know what it's going to be like, but um, if we can get past that fear, there's something so beautiful on the other side. And sometimes that beauty is just being given the gift of yourself in a much deeper and more profound way. Right. Um, wow, that's exciting. So of everything you've done so far, which is a lot, um, retreats, books, conferences, your speaker, yoga fit, what would you say Beth Shaw is the most proud of? Um, I Well, I, I guess I would have to say yoga fit because we've changed the lives of so many people worldwide. Again, we do a lot of business in Japan, in the healthcare system. I trained in Saudi Arabia to women who were like covered up. Um, I think giving people the gift of their bodies, their minds and their spirits uh, is very rewarding for me. And, um, and I also really enjoy doing my podcast, Make America Healthy, because I always have very interesting guests on with a whole host of different topics, sometimes very controversial. Yeah. So make, say that again. What's the name of your podcast? It's called Make America Healthy. Make and America Healthy. Yeah. It, it's, it's available anywhere podcasts live. And I've, you know, I've had, uh, we've done shows on addiction, shows on sexual wellness, shows on alternative mental health strategies. I've had Dr. Barry Sears come on and talk about the dangers of injectable weight loss drugs. It's, it's always fun. It's always entertaining. We had a guy on a few weeks ago who talked about all the toxins in our house and how they can really mess up your children. So again, I get to learn something every time I do one of these shows. I'll have to check that out. How often do you do your podcast? It comes out every week. Okay. Yeah. Wow. How do you find the time with everything else you're doing? Well, I, I, I am a professed uh, workaholic and a bit of a workout addict. So I guess if we are able to choose our addictions, those two are not the worst ones. Uh, but I, I do struggle with my own addiction to work uh, on a regular basis. When it's, you know, when it's your own business, that's really hard to turn that off. Yes, but it looks like and sounds like you've managed to find a balance. It depends on what day and what hour you catch me at. <laughs> <laughs> Do you generally take the weekend weekends off for yourself or is, is it still go, go, go? Um, I have a little bit more free time on the weekends. And then I'll usually like if I can go to the gym for like two hours, I'm super excited. Uh, but I, like I said, my brain, my creative brain never really shuts off. So the, the work might look different on the weekends, but I don't know how to unplug uh, creativity and uh, possibility and new ideas from my brain. Okay. 
All right. So last words go to you, Beth. What's the final thing you'd like to say about today? It could be about yoga or just in general fitness or wellness or balance. Well, I would just like to say again that your health is your most valuable asset always. And it's important that everyone do a really honest inventory of their health, uh, where they're challenged, what they'd like to improve on. And then every day, just take baby steps in that direction, because it's about frequency and consistency, whether it's yoga, exercise, or anything else. And your positive choices will add up. There you go, folks. Uh, health is wealth. So today's guest is Beth Shaw. She's the uh, president and founder of Yoga Fit Training Systems, Inc. And she has her own podcast. So please check it out. It sounds like it's very, very informative. Thank you, Beth. This was fantastic. Thank you, Mike Pickles. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, and I hope you did, be sure to subscribe and share with your family and friends. And remember, you may be given a cactus in life, but you don't have to sit on it.